Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I'm honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 19 of season one of this osteopathic life. I come to you today with sad news of the passing of Dr. Stephen Goldman, D.O. I mentioned him in his book just a few episodes ago, in episode 16, and my appreciation for his sharing of his experience and taking the time to put down in writing encouragement for future generations of physicians on how best to serve their patients. And while we knew he had been diagnosed with a terminal illness, the timing of his passing came more swiftly than we might have anticipated. And it's with heavy hearts that at such a young age, he is not with us any longer in our practicing medical community and with his family. And we send out condolences for that. And on that reflection, as I spent some time in conversation with a colleague today for whom this loss was felt quite acutely, it became interesting to think about endings and the beginning of something new that comes from it. And he shared a writing from Dr. Goldman about the concept of to turn and thinking about turning toward and how we behave in our lives as we develop through the experiences that we have, how facing death can shift perspective and teach us what it is that we value and what we hope to turn into, to turn toward, to turn away from. And I'd like to talk about that a bit today. And also the concept of the collective and our contribution to the whole. When I think of the concept of turning, I reflect on recent events in my own life, which have been fairly tumultuous and can seem overwhelming and chaotic to outsiders, to those of us on the inside as well at times. But in recent events, I found that it's been so important to know that I'm willing and able to be here, to turn toward the chaos and stand strong, to turn toward love and the people I love and the work that I love and be part of the good in the world 
by not shying away from what might be seen as challenging or even sometimes more than we can handle, but instead looking for how we can serve the greater good effectively and perhaps what lessons come out of those challenging times. And as perhaps it always does in simple moments, we see more clarity on these lessons. And I've read all these books, you know, in-depth studies and scholarly articles about personal development and psychology. But it was through the listening to the movie Moana that I had a bit of an aha moment in this past week. And we took a trip out to the Oregon coast, which is beautiful. If you ever have the possibility to do so, I highly recommend it. And on the way home, my children were watching Moana, so I was only listening to it because I was driving. And I've seen this movie a number of times. I have a nearly six-year-old daughter, and for many of us in that demographic, we are familiar with the movie and with the songs. And I've appreciated the story throughout, but in this particular listening and in the context of some of what we've been through in this past year, the part that struck me so profoundly was in this moment when Moana is at sea. You know, she's sailing across the ocean. She's not an experienced sailor. And she shouts out to the ocean for help. And sometimes we might think the help would come in a you know, breeze that would turn her sail the right direction or a clear path or you know, another boat to lead her or something obviously helpful and with greater ease. But instead, the help comes in the way of a massive storm. You know, breaks her boat, capsizes her, renders her a castaway on an island in what seemingly just seems like the most destructive possible act from the ocean. But it leads her to the person she was seeking and brought her the help she needed, maybe not in the way she wanted or how she might have envisioned that help. And as I sat with that concept, you know, that help is sometimes the storm. You know, help is sometimes messy. Help is sometimes hard. Help is sometimes heavy. And I've alluded to this before. The only way we build strength is through resistance training. You know, as a coach in the gym, we talk about gaining strength and building muscle. And really the only way you can do that is by lifting something heavy and by working through resistance and by doing something hard that challenges your muscles in a way that will actually damage them a bit and then they will build and gain strength through recovery. And you know that sat with me really profoundly on that drive back. So you know, leaving the coast and the beauty there and driving through the mountains back into our home in Southern Oregon, thinking of that, you know, what help might I have missed because I misunderstood what it might look like. I made an assumption about how it would feel. I had my own ideas about what it should look like and it didn't. 
And in fact, I was receiving the help that I needed, maybe not that I wanted, but with a grander intelligence than my own intention or desire. And I'm not painting the picture of, you know, that someone's passing is the necessary help, but what lesson can come out of that? And I have so much gratitude for seeing Dr. Goldman's book in print while he was still alive to see it, reading it, sending my reflections and gratitude back to him during that time and being inspired, you know, that we should take initiative. And if we have something to say, to say it, to write it down and to trust that it will reach the person who needs to hear it. And, you know, if the value is even just for one, it's worth it. And often will likely bring messages to people we didn't even know would benefit um, from what we have to say. And we can apply that in many different arenas, you know, with the work that we're doing, with the creativity that we have, what's stopping us and what can we do to move forward and to simply honor that which we have to give and work on directing it toward the right people and being brave enough to put it out there. You know, the help for me and for my family in this past year could certainly be seen as a number of storms, you know, a number of capsized moments and broken sails. But each time as we repaired and redirected course, we gained a deeper sense of clarity on our purpose and perspective and placement in life. And I see that a lot with my patients with a T, P-A-T-I-E-N-T-S. And when I'm hearing their stories and we're looking at what's seen as a lot of challenges and moments in their life when they you know, just needed some graciousness and peace and clarity and life seemed to get even messier. But perhaps through that, they're able to distill down to what is truly important or to really prioritize that their health has to take a front row seat and a lot of these other distractors and a lot of the other noise in their life needs to be quieted so they can really give time to that which they need to rebuild, be it their body, their nutrition, their emotional health, their relationships, you know, their financial well-being by prioritizing their working capacity. Sometimes something big, that storm has to throw us onto the beach and let us wake up and see what's still there, what is still important, what is still the priority. And I know I'll take that with me as I shut up and listen, as Dr. Goldman advised us to do, and help the patient to see in their story and hear in their story where those stormy moments might be and how we can reframe that as the help that we need, maybe not that we want, to allow us to move forward more effectively. And I pose that to you as you're listening to think about those times in your life 
when everything seemed to be going awry and you just needed something to be easy and it all seemed to get harder, what in that moment were you able to grasp onto or what can you reflect on now and see through all that this was the thing that kept me through or this was the thing I needed to prioritize to stay course or this got really clear for me because I could have done away with all of that and this was the one thing that still remained that was worth hanging on for, that was worth getting up even though I was beaten down and tired and weary, I still showed up for that. And so I challenge me and I challenge you to look for that in your daily life. The other thing I'd like to look at today, just a seemingly slightly different perspective, but we'll work on tying it all together, is the concept of being the sum of parts in making a whole. And that sometimes putting all those parts together can be greater than one. And that synergistic effect of the collective can be more powerful than standing solo. But also that that isolated part, when seen on its own, can still be complete. And work with me on this analogy here for a moment. And if you go with me, I'm a big game fan, card games, board games, relatively competitive, and I'm working on toning that down a bit. But the Trivial Pursuit pie, for example, each of those pie pieces, if you just saw it by itself, is its whole own thing. You know, it's complete, it has all its, you know, sides and parts, and it doesn't need the others to exist as a thing. If we look at the pie holder, usually contains six pieces in traditional Trivial Pursuit, you know, it's empty without those parts. And as they fill it up, you know, we need all six to make it complete. And if you took, you know, 20 of those pie pieces, you could create an even bigger circle or a line if you want to get creative geometrically with it. And what does that mean and how does that relate to what we're talking about today and osteopathy? And what I think of is the importance of being your own whole, W-H-O-L-E, and you know, being complete within yourself, you know, starting from within when we're seeking to heal and to gain health and to be well, that it needs to come from within. And we can know that we are able to be complete and well and whole and healthy on our own. But that we also have this potential in our pairings, you know, with other members of the community, other pieces of that pie, other fractions of the entirety of a whole, to be more and to bring our gifts together in collective and create a more beautiful tapestry, you know, by engaging with our diverse talents and beliefs and appearances and experiences in life. And that we could fit neatly into one. You know, we might have some folks where we very easily, our sides just fit in and, you know, we each make up a third of the piece and very easily make up this circle 
And sometimes we might get creative and we could keep expanding exponentially on the whole that we get to be a part of, you know, by rearranging, by organizing yourselves a little bit differently, by making space, by lining up in a different orientation to really fit into the pieces of that puzzle and to not be limited, you know, by those relationships or positions or the jagged edges that we might have, but seek how we can come together creatively and effectively to convene as a piece of that puzzle and create a new and unexpected and more beautiful picture of health um, in our community. And it can be interesting because if we take out you know, that piece of the pie, the puzzle, the chart, the whole, we take that fractional piece out, you know, sometimes we leave a gap and sometimes others will fill the gap. Sometimes the parts will be arranged themselves and the whole will look a little bit different. It might be a little bit smaller. You know, it might not be quite as robust or beautiful, but it can still exist. And that piece can fit in to a new combination in a new place in a new space and, you know, still be present and it can be extracted and there'll be a rearrangement. There'll be a resettling of the pieces, but they can all still be whole as they are, but they'll be different. And sometimes it's a potential space for someone else, someone unexpected, someone new to move in and fulfill the role more effectively or to realize a dream they've long had and they needed to see maybe how it could be done and then step into it and bring their own experience but with that confidence of, okay, this has been done before. I have a jumping off point. Excuse me, I can take this over and take it forward in my own way. Sometimes, again, it means different pieces of that whole will come together that might not have. You know, maybe that piece that was taken out was bridging between the two, but they never had a chance to communicate directly. And by stepping away, that chance is granted and that conversation has been catalyzed by that former common denominator that's been removed. And there's just so much potential for new combinations And if we can be whole within ourselves, we can move more easily and more fluidly between these communities and experiences, groups, collectives, to participate in them as an effective community member. And this has certainly been the case for our family over the past few years. And it's often the case with patients in the life transitions they experience. Switching jobs, moving locations, starting a new school, the loss of a family member, and identifying who and how to take up that role with those who remain. And it always comes back to starting with self. And how are they from within? How are they maintaining and nurturing their individual unique wholeness so that they can be an effective participant in the collective. 
And this can be challenging, particularly if we identify ourselves only within the community and only for those relationships or for perhaps one relationship that can become really difficult if that relationship ends for any variety of reasons to continue on. And so it's hard work, but it's good work and it's necessary work to start from within, seek the health. And like we talked about last time, honor that which is well within us, begin there and play to our strengths, build on those strengths, get better at that, which serves us and use it to build resilience from within. And so we can bring a more complete self into community. I've been listening to a variety of books and uh, just recently wrapped one up and the commentary was talking about that, um, looking at the best leaders when they are given the opportunity, say they were given $10,000 to fund their progress in whatever their industry, would they spend their time on their strengths, on things they're mediocre, average at, or the things that are their weaknesses? And the most successful business people, entrepreneurs, would spend either all or at the very least the majority of their time on that, but that was already their strength. The reason being, if they could continue to invest in that, then they will become the expert in their field. They will strengthen that which is their natural talent, that which they've already cultivated and nurtured extensively and continue to grow and gain exponential success in that arena. If they train that with which they're average, they might get good, but they won't become world-class or an expert at it. And if they spend their time focusing on their weaknesses, they will maybe only get to mediocre with those. And it's not to say there's no merit in spending any time with those, but if we're looking at greatest return on investment capitalizing on that which we are good at or that which is well with us can serve us. So if we're low on energy, if we're low on reserves, you think about what is it? What is my natural strength? How do I use that to shine my light brighter, to be a more robust version of myself and to be a stronger member of the community as a result? That's something for me that's interesting and I've been a person who likes to do a lot of things and it can mean I don't spend as much time on one thing and it's a balance point um, in realizing that it can't be worthwhile to really go all in for a bit on something and it's an approach I'm considering I'm not saying I'm there yet but in this next year being more focused and concentrated in an area and seeing what comes of that I don't know that I'll ever be 100-0-0 looking at the breakdown of you know, strong, mediocre, and weak and how I invest my time and resources and um, energy. But I'll work toward maybe the 80-10-10 perspective in that way. So I would challenge you to think about how you are as 
that piece of the whole, how you are as being a fully contained whole in and of yourself, no matter what fraction of the community you might be, and that might be different. You might be one third of your nuclear family. You might be one fifth of your work family. You might be one one hundredth of your spiritual community. You might be one two hundredth of your gym. You know, where do you fit in? And in any of those, how strong of a piece are you bringing to that whole by being fully yourself, fully well within yourself? as an individual who comes into collective. And how are you identifying with that? You know, do you need others to identify, you know, as yourself? Are you able to see who you are independently and bring that, you know, with bravery and with confidence into the collective? And how does it feel when you shift through those communities? And maybe even bigger shifts when you leave one geographically, emotionally, physically, and enter into another. How do you handle that? How do you embrace that opportunity? So that's where we'll go today. And think about those pieces and what bravery and what resilience and what wholeness we can bring and what lessons we can see through the storms of help that often happen you know, when we're seeking ease. Sometimes we need a bit of a tsunami to get us to the truly still and clear and beautiful waters. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Please do find us on the podcast app on iTunes or on SoundCloud and subscribe so you always stay up to date with the latest episodes. Visit the website at thisosteopathiclife.com and I'll put it out there. I'm going to have another blog post up by the end of the month, which is pretty soon. So thank you for holding me accountable. Send your challenges to yourself this way and I can serve some of that accountability for you. Thank you for listening to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey.